whether we like it or not, our relationships with our narcissistic mothers are one of those things that has a lifelong influence on us. It affects our personality, our behavior, our self-esteem. If we're lucky, the legacy can turn into something positive. When we're raised by someone who's a difficult mother or a toxic mother or a narcissist or someone with narcissistic personality disorder, we dread Mother's Day. We dread days that celebrate motherhood. We dread mom's birthday sometimes. Today at QueenBeing.com, I'm going to give you a compilation video along with some new information about surviving Mother's Day as an adult child of a narcissistic mother. Let's get started. My name is Angie Atkinson and on this channel I offer free daily video coaching to help you discover, understand, and overcome narcissistic abuse and toxic relationships. I like to call it toxic relationship rehab. So if that sounds good to you, hit that subscribe button and let's get going. But here's the deal. If you're not yourself a parent, then you probably still focus on your mother during Mother's Day. And if even if you are a parent, if you're not currently in contact with your mother or you never resolved your relationship with her or she just stresses you the hell out, Mother's Day is stressful for you even if you are a parent sometimes. So for those who are mothers, one of the things I recommend is to focus on yourself and your own children on Mother's Day. That has always been beneficial for me. One thing I think can help to sort of reclaim the holiday for yourself, even if you're not a mother in the physical sense of having a child, you are in the process of reparenting yourself. You are creating an inner world that is full of nurturing and care. And the more self-care and the more self-nurturing you put into yourself, you begin to see that this is all the stuff that you missed out on if you have a narcissistic mother. This is all of the care and nurturing you need and you're giving it to yourself. So I would challenge and hope that you can take this day and find ways to appreciate yourself, find ways to nurture yourself and do all the things for you that you would give to a mother that was nurturing and caring. Be your own mother and, and love yourself through it. For most parents and their children, whatever the glitches are, the relationship is mostly comforting and supportive. This is not the case for children of narcissists. For some people, there's just more pain. There's more negativity in the mother-child relationship than there is comfort or pleasure. And that is what we experience if we have narcissistic mothers. How do you know if you grew up being raised by or at least influenced by a narcissist as a child? Well, there are a few signs. Maybe your mom was like Miss Perfect and everybody thought she could do no wrong. Maybe your dad was one of those dudes who was like everybody's BFF out in the world. That doesn't necessarily mean they were narcissists, but if they were, when you got home, your dad was no longer Mr. Wonderful and your mom, maybe she wasn't quite so kind or she was very demanding, or she was very concerned about her image. You were the only one who really understood who they were. You were expected to be perfect instead of a child. You were expected to be strong. You were expected to be something that maybe you weren't. When you have a mother who is a narcissist or you are the mother of a narcissist, or a narcissistic adult child, it can be really difficult to know how to feel on Mother's Day because there's a lot of mixed feelings going on and a lot of hurt and disappointment and guilt and all kinds of negative emotions that surround a holiday that's supposed to be one of celebration and one of appreciation. When you're raised by a narcissist, a lot of times you grow up feeling like something's wrong with you. And sometimes you might even recognize that your parents aren't like other parents and maybe those people should get help and try to fix themselves. But the fact of the matter is that as a child, you know better than to request that your parents fix themselves you know better than to actually request much of anything from your parents. Until you actually discover that there's such a thing as narcissism, 
you probably go around trying to fix yourself, don't you? Obviously, narcissists come in all shapes and sizes, race, culture, creed, religion. None of this is an issue. Nationality, what country they live in, how much money they make, across the board, narcissists come out. Has nothing to do with any of that stuff. Has to do with who they are as a person and often how they were raised by someone else. So how do you know if your parent is a narcissist? Well, let's jump right into the signs that you were raised by a narcissist. Number one, it would be fair to call you a people pleaser. You will bend over backwards to make someone happy, even if it means losing out yourself. And that might be because your narcissistic parent would trample all over you and maybe anyone else in your family to get what they want without really caring much about how anyone else felt in the situation, including you. This leads a lot of adult children to sort of do the opposite of that, to sort of overcorrect and sort of do the whole bending over backward thing to make everybody else happy. Maybe because they were raised by someone who constantly needed that from them and maybe because they just watched that and they didn't like it. And on the same token, these same people were brought up being told their needs, their thoughts, their feelings, their beliefs didn't matter. And either way, people are now walking all over them simply because they don't even know what they need and they certainly don't know how to express it. They can't believe that they matter. They are trying really hard to do the opposite of what their parent did and in doing that, they end up getting walked all over. I have to admit that that was me for a long time and I still sometimes have those moments where I struggle to stand up for myself. See. When you grow up with a narcissistic parent, you're made to feel like there's something really wrong with you if you have normal needs. You're made to feel like you're crazy or sick if you have normal concerns about things. Selfish, small, useless if you don't become the thing they expect you to be. Often, you, you find yourself even sort of cowering when it comes to authority figures or anybody who seems like they have any kind of hold over you for the same reason because you grew up in a situation where the authority figure, your parent, or some other authority in your life, had the ability to smack you down and ruin your life in an instant, because that's how they needed it to be. For me, the best way to combat this was to learn as much as I could learn about this disorder, narcissistic personality disorder, and to learn how to identify those messages that I grew up with that weren't really my beliefs, my thoughts, my feelings. Those messages that were dysfunctional and then to actively start working against them. Now this brings me to number two. We're going to talk about your siblings at this point if you had any. If you didn't have siblings, maybe it was some other child or even an adult or in some cases a pet. Narcissistic parents have this way of playing you against against someone else in your life very often if you have your siblings, one of your siblings. I've talked before about the family that I knew that the mother had two daughters and each daughter was alternatively the golden child and the scapegoat. And this is common for narcissistic parents. They have trouble with personal boundaries. They view other people, including their children and often especially their children as extensions of themselves, not as whole people. They require the most attention they require all of the praise, the supply, as it were. And what happens is the parent will pick one child or person to be the golden child. And that child will be lifted up. But in addition to getting all the praise and all the, all the positive attention from the parent, the child also is expected to be perfect and has no room for being human. The other child then is the scapegoat child, the one that gets all the blame, never does anything right, is constantly in trouble. And like I said, these roles can alternate between kids and families. And sadly enough, if the roles remain pretty consistent throughout their childhoods, you will experience kids who had two entirely different childhoods in the same house. Any of that sound familiar? Not only that, but you'll be incredibly competitive with your sibling, whether you want to or not. 
you will always feel like everything you do is being compared to that other sibling. And that's the case, especially for the scapegoat, but even for the golden child, because in some cases the scapegoat, you know, despite the abuse, often rises up above the golden child because the golden child has this really twisted idea of how good they really are, or they have this sometimes a rebellion against what they are. And so they kind of fall. Either way, you end up being compared to the other sibling if that's the case in your family. Any of that sound familiar? Now, if you happen to be the golden child in this equation, you might resent your sibling because they were under less pressure than you. But also, if you were the scapegoat child, you might resent your sibling because they got more attention and apparent love than you. Either way, you have to understand that your narcissistic parent probably intentionally put you up against each other, partially so that you couldn't be closer to one another than to them. It's all about serving their own needs. It has nothing to do with either of you, and it's not your fault. The best thing that you can do is to reach out to your sibling or to the other person in this situation and explain what you've learned and see if you can work something out. If you can't, just move forward and try to do the best you can from here on out. The good news is that in certain ways this could actually work to your benefit because you could end up really bonding with your sibling over this shared negative experience and you could sort of rebuild the family that you no longer have as a result of it. Number three, sometimes you feel like there's more going on than should be going on with your parent. Like when you were growing up, you might have often had to act as your parent's caregiver or their partner, when really they should have been acting as your caregiver. The thing is not all narcissists grab the spotlight with their sparkly personalities. Some of them get it by playing the victim role and acting like their problems are the worst, acting like they can't function because of how terrible their lives are. On a side note, this also leads those of us who were raised by narcissists to come on out and go, everything's cool, to not complain at all in some cases even when we should. Narcissists have this way of trying to control other people in whatever way seems to work for them. And if in the past they've done this by threatening to hurt themselves or by acting like they're going to die, guess what they're going to do? They're going to keep playing that stuff over and over again. You, if you had a parent like this, this type of narcissist, you might have felt like your whole entire childhood was spent saving your parent, putting out fires and maintaining the peace in the house. You might have been the peace maker between your parents or between your parent and your other sibling or your parents and everybody else in the world. It's a burden. Some of my male clients have said to me that they had to act sort of like their mother's husbands almost, especially when their fathers died and vice versa for my female clients acting like their father's wives or even their mother's wives while they were cooking and cleaning. They were doing all the housework. The boys had to sort of save their moms from the big light bulb. And I'm not going to lie to you. I asked my son to change light bulbs. He's taller than me but I'm not acting like my life's gonna end if he doesn't do it, and I'm gonna be really straight up with you. Sometimes it takes him three days. <laughs> Sometimes I just climb on a ladder and do it myself. But the point is, parents who are narcissists make their children feel like they have to take care of them sometimes if they're this type of narcissist. If it's not this type of narcissist, if it's more of the out there overt type of narcissist, then that parent might make the child feel scared because they're angry if they don't do what they want all the time. Some people feel like it was their job to keep their father or their mother from getting angry at the family. It's really all about that sense of drama that as a kid you thought you you had to keep everything calm and managed in the home. That's a sign. So how do you deal with this one? Well, this one is a big deal, but I've actually made videos about it. Check out my videos on inner child healing. That's really what's important here. You want to take the time to manage that. You want to acknowledge that inner child within yourself. Ask them what they need. Ask them what they needed that they didn't get. What do they still need that they didn't get? Acknowledge the emotional needs of yourself and that child that you once were. Acknowledge that those needs were not met by your parents. Number four, you base your value on whether or not your parent or your or some person in your life thinks you're doing the right stuff. Or you have certain performance-based objectives in your life. 
Maybe you became a doctor because that's what your mother wanted, or maybe you didn't become a doctor and because of that, you think you're not good enough because your father always said to you that you should be a doctor. Maybe you have feel like you have to always be on, or you have to be performing, or you have to be the family advocate, or whatever. You may or may not have low self-esteem, but chances are that you might, even if you don't realize it. You might be a workaholic because work is the only thing that ever gave you any sort of reward. I'm a little bit of a workaholic and maybe that's because I get validation from my work. When you learn something that you can produce and share with the world, a lot of times you completely dig into that. You become a little bit more detached, a little bit more self-contained than your parent in this effort to achieve. So chances are you're either going to be a high achiever or you're going to say, I'm not good enough and so I'm not going to try at all. Number five, another way you can tell that you have been raised by a narcissist is that you don't have a really strong sense of yourself. What do I mean by that? Well, maybe you found yourself in a career that you didn't really choose. You kind of just fell into it. Maybe you felt like you never really were sure what you wanted in your life. And maybe you felt like you were supposed to grow up and be what your parents told you to be or what your mother or father was because that's what they told you was the right thing to do. Maybe you felt like you had to jump into the family business or something like that. If this is the case and you're still not sure how to handle it because you feel like you're still being sort of directed by your parent as an adult, what are your options? Number one, you can learn how to gray rock them and try to just deal with them. Number two, you can totally go low contact or no contact if that's something you feel like you can do. I have videos on that as well. The thing is, most narcissistic parents will never admit or acknowledge that they did a whole lot of things wrong and if or when they do, it comes out like, oh yeah, you had such a terrible childhood, didn't you? Or I did my best, poor me, how dare you say anything else? Or something along those lines. Sarcasm, anger, or the victim role, one of those things. Or how could you possibly say that? I was the best mother in town, everybody said so, or whatever. The parent is likely to deny any sort of problem with themselves, and if they do see anything wrong with themselves, they're probably going to have some sort of justifiable reason to have had the problems, such as, well, your father left me, or your mother was a drunk or my job was terrible or something, some excuse, someone else or something else to blame for the trouble. What it all comes down to is that if you had a narcissistic parent, chances are they did not have empathy for you. You have to understand you are not responsible for your parents' abuse. It's a difficult thing to reclaim a holiday and to make it your own, but it can be very empowering and it can be very freeing and completely change the way you experience days like Mother's Day. Since Mother's Day is one of the most often celebrated holidays in the United States, a lot of people really stress out about this day when it comes to dealing with difficult parents. It should be a special day to honor mothers and to appreciate them for everything that they do, right? But the fact of the matter is, sometimes our mothers can be different than the person who gave birth to us. But what do I mean by that? Well, there are different types of mothers in our lives. Sometimes we have a mother who is a friend. Sometimes we have a mother who is our spouse's parent, or we have a mother who is the parent of one of our friends, or we have a mother who is ourself. Because you know, one of the best ways to learn to love yourself after you go through narcissistic abuse is to imagine what would a good mother have treated me like? How would a good mother have treated me? How would a good mother have loved me? You have to learn to love yourself that much. You have to give yourself unconditional love. So how can you do that if you aren't a mother? How can you do that if you are a mother but you didn't have an example of unconditional love? Well, if you aren't a mother, or if you are a mother, imagine 
if you had your own child or if you do have your own child, imagine how much you love your own child and what you would say to or advise your own child to do in any given situation. Same goes for nieces, nephews, you know, sisters, brothers, people that you feel really close to, best friends, people who aren't family but are like family. How would you advise someone you love to handle anything? And and when you ask yourself that question when you're going through a difficult situation, if you can imagine what would it be like if my own child or my own friend or whatever was in the same situation, what would I say to them? Give yourself the same advice, give yourself the same amount of love, the same amount of consideration in every situation. Mother's Day tends to trigger our old feelings even when we're healed from our narcissistic relationships with our parents. It, it reminds us of what we thought we had. It reminds us that the parent that we thought we had is no longer in existence, even if they're still physically alive. We, we believed our parent was this way and it turns out they were that way, or we wanted a mother who loved us unconditionally and we didn't get that. The triggers bring on PTSD symptoms, stress symptoms. Our emotions kind of just fall in on themselves. Even if we're incredibly strong and healed, this day can really bring us down. This year, let's make it different. Let's not do it. Let's not let it happen to us this year. If you've come from a dysfunctional family, if one or both of your parents was a narcissist, you probably ask yourself, should I acknowledge Mother's Day? Should I send a card? Should I send a gift? Should I show up and bring a card or a gift? What should I do? Should I just ignore the day? How should I act? One of the things that makes Mother's Day so hard, I think, is looking at like social media and television and everything and seeing all the wonderful, perfect, amazing relationships people have with their mothers. And I, you know, I'd like to remind you that no relationship is perfect, number one. And number two, sometimes being a child of a narcissist has its own weird benefits. There are strengths that we gain that other people don't have. I've told you guys before, sometimes when you get through the recovery period of being with a narcissist or, or dealing with a narcissist, you know, you, you become the strongest person you know in real life. And that's pretty amazing. Understand, yes, a healthy mother's love is powerful. Absolutely. It definitely gives kids a better start in life for sure. It gives them amazing memories. It gives them the, the gift of compassion, the gift of unconditional love, things we didn't necessarily have from our mothers. If you didn't have that, if you had a toxic mother or a mother who was otherwise negatively affecting your life, you might have found yourself either connecting to other moms in your world or just kind of feeling like you're floating out there all alone. And this day will just bring back those feelings to you. You ask yourself like, why did my mom have to do that to me? Why couldn't I have a mom who loved me unconditionally? What did I do to deserve this lack of love or this lack of concern? You wonder why you have to feel lost all the time. You wonder, was it your fault? You find yourself beating yourself up and, and just wanting to just give up on the whole deal. And even when you know better, that little child inside yourself says, is something wrong with me? Are you sure it's not me? I think it might be me, right? And so you have to figure out how to comfort that little child in a different way. Does that make sense? Most adult children of narcissists would tell you that somehow or another they knew something wasn't quite right. Now in some situations you'll have kids that'll be like, well I just thought that was how parents were. And up to a point that's true, but then when they start visiting with their friends or spending time with other people, they may have gone, huh, that's weird, that's different, that's different. Why isn't that kid scared of mom or dad? Why isn't that kid running away when mom looks at him that way or whatever? Most of us understood early that there was something not quite right about what we were going through. When your needs aren't being met, as a child, you typically blame yourself. You typically feel like you're not good enough, constantly. That was a constant feeling for me growing up. Not good enough, not good enough, not good enough. Of course, that was reinforced by my narcissistic husband, ex-husband, thank goodness. When your needs aren't being met as a child and as an adult when you've been conditioned this way, you blame yourself. What you realize later is that, okay, well, maybe it wasn't totally my fault, but by this point, you were already completely conditioned and you're focused on, it's all your fault. I was the real problem. But in real life, it wasn't you. Okay, in real life, you know now, logically speaking, 
It wasn't you. It's really difficult for someone who is an empath to wrap their head around the fact that someone else can't understand or feel empathy at all. This is why so many people who go through narcissistic abuse tend to keep trying again and again because they think to themselves, maybe if I can just explain it the right way. Maybe if I can just show this person, hey, this is how you do it. Or maybe they just didn't understand me all those years. You keep looking for reasons to try and try and try and try and try and try because as an empathic person, you know that probably 99% of the people in your life you could actually affect in a positive way if they give you the opportunity to do so. So you think to yourself, well, maybe this narcissist will get a clue and maybe this narcissist, my mother, my father, whatever, will get a clue and go, hey, you know what? She is okay. He is okay. That's all right. You know what? Maybe I was wrong about this person all these years. And then some part of you still wants to please them and excite them and make them proud of you, even though you know that even in your lifetime when they have been proud of you, it was always tempered with, but good job on making a million dollars in your business. But you know what? You haven't seen me in like a week and I need some stuff done around the house <laughs> or whatever. That's a really lame example because it's made up. But my point is whatever you do is never good enough for your narcissistic parent. And so as you go through your life, even when you do something that they're happy with you about, there's always a but. There's always a, a veiled insult situation. We think, oh, if I just act better, if I just love more, if I do more, if I do better, if I change myself a little bit more, I can be good enough for her. Guess what? It's not you. It's not you. You could be the richest, most famous person on the planet, whoever that would be, and it would not be good enough for your narcissistic mother. They would always want more. They would always want more. So how do you deal with this on Mother's Day? How do you deal with this feeling? Here's what I suggest. I suggest that you focus on yourself and your children if you have them, or the people in your life, your pets, people in your life who feel like your children, and or focus on yourself. Focus on taking care of yourself. Whether you're a mother or not, you are a mother or, or, or a father in some way. You, at the very least, have to be your own parent when you have a narcissistic parent, especially a mother. You have to learn things yourself. You have to develop yourself. You have to make your own choices. This is what you can do. If you don't have someone in your life to be the mother figure, loving mother that you need, it's a loss. It's significant and it hurts you. It makes you feel real pain and real sadness. What can you do if your mother's a narcissist on Mother's Day? The first thing you have to realize is, again, it's not your fault. This is a personality disorder. This is something they have become. Number one, like I said, don't blame yourself. It, it's pointless. It will only hurt you more. You can't blame yourself for something you didn't do. You didn't choose for your parent to be a narcissist. And you didn't choose for your parent to emotionally abuse and neglect you growing up because they were a narcissist. So you have to accept the circumstances as they are and treat yourself with unconditional love as you move forward. The second thing you can do, like I said, is make sure that you celebrate you, that you take care of you. Whether you're currently a mother or father or not, there is that part of yourself that has to be your own parent. Number three, look around your life and find those mom types that you have connected with. So people in your life who have made you feel like, I wish my mom was like that person, or I wish my dad was like that person. Those might be people you might want to celebrate on Mother's Day. Another thing you can do is build up your own arsenal of tools. So do things throughout the day that make you feel good about yourself. Do things throughout the day that help you make other people feel good. Because when we can make other people feel good in our lives, we can also sort of reap the karmic benefits of that. When we're sending love out into the world, love comes back to us. Don't forget about people in your life who helped you get through things. Like maybe you had a really good grandma or aunt or friend. Those people should also be celebrated on Mother's Day, even if you don't directly contact them. If they're people who helped you go through what you went through during your childhood and young adulthood or whenever it was, you can honor those people as much as you like. If you are a mom, take the time to think about what you wish your mother had given to you and give that to your kids and also to yourself. If you're not a mom, take the time to think about what your mother should have done for you 
and do that for yourself and maybe for someone else in the world. Maybe you can save a child from becoming a narcissist or from becoming a broken empath by being there for them if their mother isn't. Remember to keep working on your own recovery because if you can do that, you can prevent giving your children the same fate that you had as a child. You can break the cycle, break the legacy in the family because as we all know, toxic relationships tend to be cyclical. They tend to go from parent to child and so on and so forth and it's passed down throughout generations. So somewhere down in your family history, somebody became toxic and that person carried it throughout without even maybe realizing what was happening. What do you think about that concept? I think that's a really true statement for like a large percentage of us. We could probably look back and see dysfunction several generations back and I'm really interested in knowing what you have to say about this. So leave me a comment on that, would you? A few more quick tips. Make sure you do something that you love that day. Even if that's sitting in front of the TV and watching your favorite movies, just do something for yourself. Do something that you enjoy doing. Try not to be uh, affected by any guilt trips or uh, fog treatments, your obligation guilt, from the people who you have, if you have disconnected or gone no contact or low contact with your parent. And then talk to other people. Understand that when people understand what you're going through, it can validate you as a person and, and that can help you break the toxic legacy. That is why I started the SPAN group. If you're interested, you should go check it out at queenbeing.com slash SPAN. It's free. It's confidential. It's through Facebook. It's a private group. And my admins are amazing. They really, really help the group. They are connected. They are constantly watching and constantly trying to help people. And I come in when I can. My business manager, everybody pops in. It's an active group. It's a supportive group, a loving group. It's like a little family. I like to call it a spanily. Come join us if, if you need support. I guarantee that group's going to be hopping on Mother's Day because we've all been there. You won't be alone. Have a wonderful day. Have a wonderful weekend. And happy Mother's Day to you. This year, it can be really happy. This brings me to the question of the day. And the question of the day is, are you struggling with Mother's Day this year? And what are your plans? Share your thoughts, share your ideas, share your experiences in the comment section below and let's talk about it. Now listen, I'm gonna leave some videos for you in the cards above and right here and right here. So make sure you take a look at those. And before you go, don't forget to hit that subscribe button right there so we can continue on this journey of healing together. That's all I've got for you right now. As always, thank you so much for being a part of my day and a part of my life. And hey, thanks for letting me be a part of yours. It really does mean a lot to me. I'll see you soon.